Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Sophie Collins, and I am a mother and entrepreneur, and I am obsessed with feeling my best. This show is going to cover everything from work to wellness to motherhood and what it looks like to encompass all of those things into your life. I hope you enjoy. This conversation has been a long time coming. When I first started the podcast, I knew right away that I wanted to have my best friend and insanely talented interior designer, Jillian Siegel of Jillian Siegel Design onto the show. It really helps (laughs) when you have a podcast to have a best friend and many friends who are insanely talented and inspiring. I am so often inspired by Jillian's dedication to her family, as well as her incredible talents with her business, running a business while being a very involved mom and taking care of yourself and really the artistry that she brings to her work. So I'm really excited to dig into all of that with her today. In case you don't know, Jillian Siegel is the founder of Jillian Siegel Design, which is a boutique full-service interior design firm established in 2016. It's based in Vancouver, but she does work with clients across Canada and the US. And she specializes in custom luxury residential, commercial, and hospitality projects. She most recently designed the cute and amazing new wine bar called Dear Gus here in Vancouver. It's not surprising that her projects have been recognized in El Decor, Vogue Living, Architectural Digest, The Wall Street Journal, New York Times, House Beautiful, and Veranda, to name a few. Wow. Today, we're going to dig into her background, how she got into design, where she finds inspiration. We're going to talk a lot about friendship and a day in the life. We're also going to bring in some audience questions about busy mom tips and tricks, what to do when you want to design a room, but you don't necessarily have the budget for a designer and all of her fitness go-tos as well. So it's going to be a great episode and really goes all over the place, but it was really fun to record this with my best friend, Jillian Siegel. Jill, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I knew it would be the most difficult person you were going to schedule your best friend. (laughs) I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think anyone who knows you well knows that scheduling is sometimes challenging, but that is because you have a lot going on. So tell us a little bit about Jillian and Jillian Siegel Design. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically, what do you want to know? Let's start with what are you most excited about? What are you working on right now that you're super excited about? Um, Very selfish, but I'm really excited about my own personal project that I'm doing right now. My husband and I are renovating a new house, like top to bottom, or as much of that as we can tackle. So Yeah, it's fun to get to be my own client. I'm my worst own client. What do you mean? (laughs) I don't know how to make decisions for myself. Like with clients, it's really clear. I actually like the parameters that a client brings of their likes and dislikes. And they come to me with their idea. And then we like tease out what their style is. Whereas for me, I like so many different styles. 
and types of design and genres of things. So I find it really hard to commit to anything because I just know too many options. And when people are like, oh, what style is your new house going to be? I'm like, I don't know. That's what I was going to ask. (laughs) (laughs) That was what a lot of people asked was what is the style and like, what's the inspiration for your new house? So my last house, which you obviously have seen, was like, I'd say more (laughs) modern, but I love traditional design and I love vintage design. So in every project, I think there's like historical references and elements, but in the new house, the exterior is more traditional. So I'm embracing that and going for a much more traditional vibe with some fun, edgy, modern kind of unexpected things thrown in. And then lots of European inspiration after we were just in Italy together in the summer and saw all those terracotta tiles. I was obsessed. So I'm actually doing a terracotta tile inspired by that trip. So I think there's going to be some like old world elements that I'm excited about. And it'll be so beautiful. I cannot wait. I got a little sneak peek of the Mm -hmm. kitchen rendering and the terracotta tiles. And I'm super excited to live vicariously through you because you know, I want to work on a project. (laughs) Next, we'll do that next. I want to get into so many things with you today. Like the range of questions (laughs) that came in (laughs) were like anything from design to fitness. So we have a lot to fit into an hour, but For people who don't know you, why don't you tell them a little bit about like your backstory and how you got into design in the first place? Sure. So for people who don't know me, which I'm sure is a lot, um, (laughs) I'm an interior designer. I have a firm that's based here in Vancouver, but we work on projects across North America. So across Canada and the U.S., we're focused on residential work, but also do boutique commercial work. So we just finished our first restaurant. So cute. Which was such an exciting project, dear Gus. Yeah. So that's a little bit about what we do and how I got into it. Going like way back, I remember being in grade 11, telling my parents I wanted to be an interior designer. And my mom said, don't do that. You'll never make any money. So like a obedient girl, I went to university and thought I'd maybe pursue a law career or something like that. And I just hated every course that I was taking except for art history and urban planning and kind of the more artistic courses that I was taking. So I ended up dropping out of university, enrolling in design school, but then simultaneously finishing my undergrad at university because I was so close to finishing. So I did that and then worked for a few other firms. I know all of this is like repeat for you. No, it's actually, I was actually just thinking like I, when we became friends was actually when you were kind of starting design school, like mid design school. And I remember you finishing your degree while you were doing that. And then, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like when our story started. That's true. Although I feel like, you know, where all my bodies are buried. (laughs) This is going to be old, no, old news good. for you. There was actually so many questions that I wrote down that I was like, I actually don't know if I know the answer Ooh, to this. I'm excited <laughs> to hear those. <laughs> so yeah, I did that. And then I started working for another firm. And while I was doing that, I started a blog. And that's like, you had just started your blog too, which you really kept it up <laughs> with a lot more oomph than I did. Back in the day. Although you did write for Martha Stewart. So that's, yeah, that I feel like really helped like not catapult my career per se, but like it definitely sped it up because I was blogging. And then the people at Martha Stewart 
stumbled across my blog and I remember getting that email and I think telling you that I thought it was junk mail or like a joke yeah. email. I was like, I'm being pranked. <laughs> and I was like, it's real joke. response. <laughs> yeah. So I did that. And then I was super lucky because I went to work for another firm and the woman I worked for there, it was a really small team. It was actually just me and her for a long time. She still is a mentor, but she was super supportive and I was freelancing at the time when she hired me. And then I went from like full-time to four days to three days to two days. And then I finally came to her and I was like, I'm so sorry, but like, I can't work for you anymore. And she was like, I had a feeling this was coming. So I thought you could just rent half my office space for me and run your business out of here. So it gave me like, I feel like so many founders have to go through this really hard thing. Like you had to go through yeah. where you're like, okay, I'm going to quit my job yeah. and go all in. But I feel like I got to have a really gradual like ease in. I was also really young. So that was yeah, nice. Yeah, you were so young. Like when, like how old were you when you founded Jillian um, Siegel Design? Yeah, I guess I was like 24. Yeah, yeah. That is so young. Like 11 years ago. All I can think about when you talk about your old office is the crow that attacked you <laughs> outside. Multiple times too. Didn't it like yeah. remember you? I've been no, scared it, of crows ever. I'm scared of crows too. I can't watch the birds for this exact no. reason. And Charlie is obsessed with crows. And every time he tries to talk to a crow, Actually, like, so are my kids because my parents have turned into bird people and they have like I actual bird finders. I know. And so they have a crows named Marvin and Marge who come to their house. Oh my and God. And my I kids are like, look, it's that. Marge. And I'm like, Marge can't come near me no. for fear of my life. Well, but. just don't walk down your old street. Yeah, note to <laughs> self, don't walk near nesting crows. No. That during was... like baby season. Yeah. And you had like a bun in your hair or something. Yeah, it fully <laughs> it attached so me. <laughs> so, good memories of the old office. Good memories. <laughs> and now you have a beautiful studio here in Vancouver in Yaletown. And like, I feel like every time I look at your Instagram page, you're hiring and you just seem to like, I don't know, be doing it all, all the time. And I have no idea how. It's been a really busy year and a wild ride. I'm trying to do what I can, but I don't think anyone can actually do it all. I feel like Instagram is such a like highlight reel of yeah. great things. And I'm definitely not posting the moments where I'm like, you know, up at 3 a.m. having an anxiety attack. So yeah. yeah, but our team has been growing. We're working on lots of exciting projects and yeah, we just had our Christmas party and we had like nine of our team members there, which was crazy because I remember when it was just me. I know it really is. I really appreciate you saying that about Instagram because like as someone who shares more of my personal life than you, like it's so hard to strike a balance of what you want to keep personal to yourself, but like also not trying to portray this like perfect aesthetic and like what your life looks like. But I think you do a really good job of like keeping things professional. And I know you've been really strategic. When I post once a week. <laughs> you post once a week on your feed. But no, like how do you, how do you look at that? Like how do you, and I don't want to say balance because I feel like it's like a dirty word, but how do you manage your work life and your home life? And it's not just like you as a designer and founder. You also have people who now rely on you both at home and at work. Yeah. And I know it can be a lot. It's definitely stressful. I do feel like managing stress is kind of like a muscle that you have to build. So I like, I know 
things that really stressed me out. Like 11 years ago when I started, I don't even blink twice at anymore. And I feel like that's like a constant yeah. build, which is also why I feel lucky that I was able to kind of organically grow the business. And like I grew up kind of with my business. So yeah. that's changed. But what is sure. something that you wouldn't care about now that you would have cared about oh 11 years ago? Um, For me, I think shipping disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just like a lot of it's confidence. Even, you know, we spend a lot of time on site with trades. And I think a lot of people think about interior design as decorating, which I'm obsessed with decorating. I love it. I think it's an insanely important component of any project and a real skill. But a lot of what we do is also interior architecture and construction management. And it's like, I think a lot more technical than people realize. So I feel like, you know, I'm in on construction sites with a bunch of trades who've been doing things for 30 years and all these men and in boardrooms with like architects and developers. And like, I feel like interior design is very female oriented, but like the construction business is very male dominated. And so when I was starting, I think just like, it was hard to always back up my skill with confidence. Whereas now I feel a lot more confident in my experience and skills and know that I can contribute. So I feel like that's gotten a lot easier and that's just like time in the court. Yeah, 100%. And not wearing heels to construction (laughs) sites. I still do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's true. Like I feel like the things that when you start out, you'll get an email and you'll like spiral about it for like three weeks. And now I'm like, oh, well, here's the response. Like, hope it works. No, totally. Yeah. And yeah, I think too, like even then it's like, I'd be like, okay, I need to like dress a certain way for people to take me seriously. And now I come like, I'm here in your studio in my sweaty workout gear from this morning that I haven't changed out of. And I'm like, this is who I am. This is how I fit stuff in. And I'm lucky to work with like mostly really amazing people who get it and are supportive. But yeah, to your earlier question about balance, (laughs) the dirty word, like I said, I feel like there isn't such a thing. I think having support at home, like my husband's super supportive of my career. We have an amazing nanny. Like we have babysitters we call to help with the kids at work. I have an incredible team of, you know, and a lot of them are very senior and I chose to hire a lot more senior staff than junior because of the point of of my life that I'm at where I don't have as much bandwidth to like train and onboard. So I feel like setting up a support system is really important. And my team at work is incredible and they're like family to me. And yeah, I mean, that's like the biggest thing. But I think to say that it's easy yeah, it's not. And if it looks easy on social media, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. We're here to tell (laughs) you. I know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like we work out together every week. I put that in quotation marks because like there's a week I can't go. There's a week you can't go. There's always something that's coming up. But like, how do you try and carve out time for yourself, even if it is once a week? Mm. Or is it not that phase of life for you? It hasn't been that phase of life to me. And honestly, I'm really inspired by you because I feel like you're very good at like oxygen mass theory of like taking care of yourself Which is funny because I'm pretty sure you told me that (laughs) when I started having kids. Uh, Yeah. I've taken it really seriously for the last five years. I'm glad someone is because I'm like dead in my flight seat beside you. Um, I'll put yours on too. Perfect. 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like having our scheduled workouts with the trainer has been really helpful because it's like, you know, you're committed to going. Whereas if you're just going to like go to the gym on your own, it's easy to be like, oh, the kids need me or... Yeah. And working out like at home for you is not an option. It no longer is. Yeah. <laughs> when I first had um, Gigi, I was so stressed out about leaving her at home because I had so much mom guilt yeah. about leaving and working because I couldn't really take mat leave. And so I hired a trainer who came to my house and would train me there. And she would literally hold Gigi and bounce her around while I was like doing a TRX in my kitchen. Yeah. But now that my kids are older, that's not possible. It's like mommy, mommy, mommy every five seconds. So yeah, yeah, getting out of the house and doing that like once or twice a week has been really important. But I feel like also changing my expectations of what self-care looks like has been really important. Mm. I mean, like pre-kids, I feel like your workout routine would be like a two-hour ordeal where you get ready to go and you go to the gym for an hour and then you go get your smoothie and then you shower and get changed. And it's like, I've got 20 minutes. Yeah. So that's changed. And I feel like for me, self-care has been more about carving out like little moments, like 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Yeah. Like getting a coffee on my way to work and like staying and sitting there for 20 minutes and just taking a breath. So yeah, I feel like I've also kind of accepted that that's not the priority in my life right now. And it's like my kids and work. And 2024 is my year where I'm like trying to be better about the (laughs) self-care. I feel this for you. Let's check back in on the oxygen mass theory. So in 2024, like what are the moments you want to carve out? I know you've been cooking more lately. You Mm -hmm. got to do that over the break. But like what are the other things you're looking forward to like maybe finding those 20 minutes for? Yeah. Cooking is a big one. You know, I love to cook. And we've been like the DoorDash family for I feel like the last couple of years. Yeah. So I did a lot of that over the holidays and the kids actually got so into it, which was really fun. fun. It's like three times more the amount of work to have them quote unquote participate. Like an hour and a half. Yeah. I'm I'm so glad that you're throwing flour (laughs) everywhere. Yeah. But that's been really fun. So cooking is a big one, like more movement for sure. Yeah. Outside of our workouts, like just getting more in on my own would be nice. More date nights with my husband because I feel like taking care of your relationship is like another job. And sometimes I feel like that gets lost between two careers and two kids. And you guys really inspire me with date nights. I feel like you're always like planning something, even if it doesn't happen. I feel like you're like good at really planning it. Really? I feel like we're terrible. (laughs) Well, you're better than us. (laughs) Then you got to get some date nights. Yeah. I feel like we go out a lot, but it's often more to events. Yes. Whereas like I'd really like to have more just one-on-one date nights. Actually something we started last year, which has been a really nice, like small thing that we've done is we'll both try and leave work like an hour early and we'll just stop for a quick drink. We meet somewhere on the way home. And that's actually been such a nice like little tradition to get into because I feel like we both get like a minute to unwind between work and the kids and we have a chance to catch up and connect and go through things. And then when we get home, it's not like everyone's trying to talk over each other. And I mean, like, that's the thing that I didn't realize about parenting is like, you're literally never going to talk to your partner for like 10 years. Like, I feel like <laughs> we're always together, but I'm like, we never talk because when the kids go to bed, I'm like, don't talk to me. I'm so tired and I have no words left to say. And then in the morning, in the morning, I'm like, 
headphones on, just like trying to prepare myself. I'm so glad that this is recorded for my husband to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Because he literally is like, Jill, when is the time I can talk to you? I can't talk to you in the morning because I'm like, don't talk to me before I've had two cups of coffee and And the second one's at work. So the second one is in the car. Yeah. (laughs) So that's out. Yeah. And then I'm like, don't talk to me after work when we're doing bedtime with the kids because that's like focused mom time. Yeah. And then once the kids are in bed, I'm like, don't talk to me. I'm too tired. So he now emails me and like emails my assistant. And I'm like, don't email me. Don't email email my assistant. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Send a pigeon carrier? Like at this point, I don't know. Sometimes if I want to get a hold of you, I also email Adam. (laughs) (laughs) If I need a really quick response, I text Adam. That's like, Hi, what does Jill want to do? I know. I'm really bad with that, with texting. But it's also a boundary that you've set because you literally have so many things to do in the day. Like something has to give. You're really good at like that for me is like how going back to the balance piece is a way that I like go back to balance. And I wish that I could be more responsive on my phone, but I feel like it takes away from everything else. And I actually, you sent me a podcast. I forget who it was. But in this podcast, they were talking about how like responding to emails and responding to texts, you're on like you're on someone, you're on else's, someone else's agenda. Like you're just responding to them. Yeah. And for me, like being in a creative field, I feel like I have to not be living in my inbox yeah. and not be living in my texts. And for me, it's like a survival thing of blocking out noise. Yeah. And people close to me know if you need me, call me. I'll always call you back. Always. But like if you text me, you it may be next year before you get no, a response. No, it's true. I like, I am, as you know, the complete opposite. I like You're love like responding. Zero. I'm inbox zero. <laughs> but I have found like since running one Wednesday full time, like I need those hours of the day where like inbox is completely shut off. And I'm like, this is the block of time. But on, in the inverse, it's really hard for me to not live in my inbox because that's like my... I don't know, like training ground of being in the corporate world for so long that like to get out of that and like reverse engineer how to like be more creative has been like my struggle. So it's interesting how can you can come at it from the complete opposite perspective. Yeah, I feel like that's the only way I get things done is when I'm just off. Plus I just, I find the constant like communication just so stressful. Like I feel like our lives aren't built for that constant. Yeah. Like, having to respond to people in a million different formats. And I know, I remember someone was like, WhatsApp, Slack, like Instagram DMs, email, iMessage. Like it's insane the amount of apps that you need to open to like respond to people. Yeah, people keep telling me to get on TikTok and I'm like, I can barely text. Yeah. Please. I know. No. TikTok is like, it's, I'm like, I think I may have just missed TikTok, which I'm kind of happy about. Like, I'm, what's like the next? Missed it as in you feel like it's over or Not you're that too it's old. over. Well, maybe both. <laughs> more that, At a more ripe that age it's of 34. Like, to make, like, to make it on TikTok, like, to make that a part mm. of your, like, business mm-hmm. strategy it's kind of past. Like yeah. it was like when you could blow up on Instagram, like blow up on yeah. TikTok. And now I'm like, okay. You've like missed the whatever. Yeah. I just Too feel late. like I don't have the personality for it <laughs> <laughs> or the time. Well, it would you be have me monotone talking. <laughs> no. Hello. <laughs> no, I know. I I think I like tried to do it, do a few TikToks. And I, I think like, I might've done two. I think you did too as well. <laughs> I know. It's really tough. There's like so many things to do, but I guess for like your business, how do you decide 
I know you a lot do a lot on Instagram. Mm-hmm. A lot's wor- a lot is like worth word of mouth. Mm-hmm. But how do you decide like what the best way is to expend your energy when it comes to getting new clients and getting your name out there and your work? It's different now than it was when I was starting for sure. Instagram, I've been really bad at lately. And I actually am finally thinking I need to maybe outsource some help with that. It's a full-time job. Like when we gave up our one, when I gave up our one Wednesday Instagram, I was like, oh my God, like how was I even doing anything else? Like it is a full-time job. Yeah. I just, I've been so hesitant to give it up because I feel like it's my voice and I'm so specific on how things look that get posted and how things sound, but I've been posting like literally once a week. So I feel like that's not the best option anymore. But yeah, I feel like at this point, a lot of it is actually honestly still through Instagram. It's yeah. been an amazing tool for me. But those people through Instagram, like have friends who've worked with me or know someone who worked with me or they've been to a project we've done. Yeah. So it's kind of a mix of yeah. word of mouth and that. But we've been really lucky the last few years that we've been super booked. So I haven't been putting a ton of time into... Like business development. Yeah. That is a nice place to be. Yeah. I mean, I would love to put more in. It's just, again, like you can only do so much yeah. in a day. Like the other week, or maybe it was this week. Don't even know what day <laughs> it is. It's been snowing <laughs> for two days. So we're all out of it. I had a dinner and I ended up staying at my office till seven before my dinner because it didn't make sense to go home and whatever. And the amount of work I, I got know. done I was like, between I must have five and seven alone in the office. But that's what I used to do every day before kids. So yeah, I'm just trying to remind myself that like, kind of just like do what I need to do for that day. Yeah. And yeah. And I also just think like you say this all the time, but it is the phase of life we're in and it goes by so fast. Like you have Gigi's six turning seven this year, which is absurd. I know, it's insane. She's and like a teenager. She's a, yeah. Definitely I, acts like one. <laughs> Has the attitude to go along with it. So does Liam. <laughs> um, yeah. But it just, it goes by so fast. And like, I was listening to this podcast. I think I sent it to you with Jennifer Fisher and she's, I think 50 or in her forties. And she's like, this is my time. Mm-hmm. Like my kids are out of the house. Like I am stepping it up. And I, I'm just like, yeah. I see us. And this is not our time. This is not our time. <laughs> I know. Why did I start a podcast? <laughs> I love your podcast. I actually think it's such a nice way. I think it's a good medium for you. Like I think it's such a nice way for other people to get how funny you are. Like you <laughs> yeah. really make me laugh. And I feel like on static images, yeah. that doesn't like on Instagram doesn't come across. So I've loved Thank listening you. to you. It's been really fun. You were in my number one guest that I wanted to have on. You were the first person. Well, I was I wrote playing down. very hard to get. I know. <laughs> As we, I had to email Adam to get you on. Um, he does like to call himself my social media manager. I know so. he is, and your dog. <laughs> yeah, his social media manager too, or yeah. hers now. But yeah, no, I do like one of my favorite quotes is "You can have it all, but not all at once." Yeah, and I just feel like. I wouldn't trade being a mom for anything, yeah. but it does come with, I don't even want to call it sacrifices because that sounds so negative, but choices mm-hmm. to like do less on my business right now yeah. so I can do more at home. 100%. And I'm happy with that choice and I would make it over and over again, but some days are still 
really hard where you yeah. just feel like you're failing at everything because you want to be doing a better job everywhere. And I'm like you, or I'm a recovering perfectionist. And also, yeah, when I do something, like I don't do anything halfway. Like I'm an all or nothing yeah. kind of person. We might so. not be recovering. <laughs> no, <laughs> true. <laughs> Interrupting this episode to tell you about my weekly newsletter, What I'm Loving Lately, that comes out every Friday. I talk about what I'm reading, cooking, watching, listening to, and loving. And if you want to subscribe, you can go to my website, www.sophiecollins.com and scroll to the bottom to subscribe. So I know like a day in the life is there's not a typical day, but there is so much going on. Like, what does it look like for you? You wake up, both the kids are in your bed. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me about my morning routine. I know, it was my first question. I was like, I'm going to rejig this for Jill right now. And there is no, it's like more like morning chaos. We used to be obsessed with morning routines. That was I like our thing. I dream about a morning routine. <laughs> I know you do. I dream about a morning routine. Yeah, honestly, it's like morning chaos. May, as you know, but that's like a whole other topic because one of my children has a sleep disorder. And so there's like very poor sleep happening in our house as a result of that. So usually I wake up, both the kids are in my bed. I usually have like five minutes to put on makeup, get ready, get dressed. And they're usually both with me. My three-year-old Coco has now taken it upon herself to select my outfits for me. That's amazing. She is like actually a fashionista. Every time I see her, I'm like, where'd you get that? (laughs) Can I get that? (laughs) Yeah. She literally pulls things out of my closet and like screams bloody murder. If I don't wear a sweater, (laughs) she wants me to wear it. Do you fully wear it? Like, Sometimes she picks good looks and I'll wear them. (laughs) This is what you can do on Instagram. Like this would stay on real. (laughs) Yeah, I should. I, although I do, I used to share a lot more of my kids and now I don't know. I feel torn as to like what to share because they're obviously the most important part of my life and they're so freaking hilarious. Like they like bring me so much laughter and I would love to share that. But then I also worry about like their safety and I don't know, like them being an older, them being older and being like, mom, like, why did you share this video of me that's now living on the internet forever of me doing blah, blah, blah. No, I'm, I'm the same. I've like basically really, really, really cut down on sharing the kids. I have like close friends where I'll like post that yeah. to like people that I actually know and like I have their phone number and they have mine and see the kids. But it's true. Like it's such a big part of your life and it's what you're spending at least 50% of your time doing. And so it's like hard to have content when you're not sharing your I kids. Know. <laughs> because there isn't much else going on. But yeah, I've I've like definitely come to that conclusion too. And I don't know if that's always going to be the way that I do it, but I yeah, really I feel like, like it's like a, back. you just have to do what feels right yeah. in the moment, but maybe I'll have a new hashtag styled by Coco yeah. and can show you the sometimes cute and sometimes Or at awful least like looks. the final look. It is not. Well, the other her, day but... on a snow day, she wanted me to wear this sweater that has like marabou feathers all over <laughs> it. And she was really upset when she realized I'd forgotten at home, oh forgotten gosh. it at home. Um, so good. Yeah, I don't even remember what your question was that led us into oh, this Oh, day in the life. Oh, day in the life. Okay, so styled morning <laughs> morning chaos, hashtag styled by Coco. <laughs> <laughs> 
then it kind of like Adam, me or our nanny will drive the kids to school. It's kind of like a revolving wheel depending on who has what going on that morning. But if I do school drop off, I'll do that and then go to the office. And then every day at work is totally different. A couple mornings a week now we have our workouts at Yard with the land. So that's Alan. been awesome. My number one reel last year was the land. <laughs> <laughs> him on the podcast. Oh my God. That's People amazing. Yeah. He is great. And so, yeah, that's actually been amazing to get back into weightlifting. And I feel like you absolutely like kill me in the gym. Like you're putting your weights up and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go over here. <laughs> yeah. You're just a strong gal. Well, I feel like you're so good at consistency, which I'm not. But when I go, I give her. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm good to give like 40%. I'm like but at do it 200%, every day. <laughs> but I'll be, I'll see you once a month. <laughs> so true. So maybe I should do that. <laughs> Fitness tips. There yeah, you go. There you go. Yeah. So work and then come home. I like to be home most nights for bedtime with the kids. So we'll yeah. do dinner, bedtime. And that it's so boring. Like my day in the life is not exciting at all. It's like I usually fall asleep in one of my kids' beds. And then Adam comes and like pokes me and is like, (laughs) hello. Time to talk. Uh, Time to talk. And then I'm like, no, it's time for bed. Night, night. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's like pretty much it. It's a very predictable, boring thing. I really feel like, again, like a self-care thing for me is like seeing friends or getting out. So like, trying to have, you know, a girl's dinner or whatever often enough is really nice. Actually, a lot of questions came in about friendship. Mm. I think maybe because you're my best friend. (laughs) But I think that that's actually something we talked about a couple of weeks ago at our dinner of like longevity of friendships when you know, like you said, you know where the bodies are buried. (laughs) But when you know so much about a person and you've gone through like such different stages of life together separately, but you've kind of witnessed it from afar, close up, like however your friendship is ebb and flowing at the time. How has friendship had an impact on your life? I feel like friendship is everything. It's like the family you choose. Mm -hmm. I mean, you and Peter are like our family and your kids, obviously, and our other like close friends are like that too. And yeah, I just think about all the like exciting milestones we've celebrated together. But I think more importantly, the really hard times when like we're able to tell each other things that are very like personal and raw and real and there's no judgment. Yeah. And there's just like unconditional love and support, which is, I don't know. I feel like there's so many studies that show that where like the key to happiness is community and yeah. other people and Yeah, we were talking the other night at the dinner, you mentioned just how grateful we are to have friends where you can share everything. Like no one's trying to put on a show or, you know, it's like very genuine. and Like too raw sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes it's TMI. (laughs) Yeah, it's too raw. But no, I could not agree more. As you know, like my friends are for sure my chosen family. And I mean, I just think it's so important. Like it literally is one of my top priorities in life. And I know people say you can't have priorities with an S on the end, but like it I've really I've never is. heard that. Yeah. It's and like, who has one priority? I know. I'm like, that is just way too limited for me <laughs> at this point in life. But it's been like such a pleasure to be able to 
witness you and like our close friends and everything they've accomplished and just be there for each other. But again, when things are shitty and like they are a lot of the time because life is hard to have those people you can rely on. Yeah. And I think like it takes work. It's, you know, it's like a marriage and it's not like you're always going to be going out for dinner like every month or whatever it is. But I feel like having everyone put in the effort at different times and sometimes it's maybe more one person than the other and like no one's keeping track, but it definitely is. Yeah, it is a priority. (laughs) (laughs) It is. For me too. It is. And yeah, I just like, yeah, don't know what I would do without people like you where we can talk about mom things. We can talk about work things. We can talk about something that's really deep or like the amazing pimple cream we just tried. Like, (laughs) you know, it's, Yeah. Speaking to skincare, Mm. what is your current skincare routine? Um, I'm a skincare junkie. As you know, I am in a long-term committed relationship with my dermatologist. (laughs) We love that. Dr. Humphrey. So I basically just do whatever she tells me. But right now I do like, how specific are we talking? We want to be really specific. Okay. Whatever you want to share. Okay. So... I'm just trying to think of all the products I'm using right now. Right now I'm using like a vitamin C, the SkinCeuticals one after I wash my face. I'm using a bunch of Skin Medica things. Um, It's a Skin Medica HA5. It's like a hyaluronic acid serum that's super hydrating, which is nice for the winter. I also use a Skin Medica. It's called Lytera. I feel like I don't know what Skin Medica is. It's just something Shannon was like, you got it. Dr. (laughs) Humphrey was like, you're using this. I was like, done. Yeah. It's just like a dermatology grade line, but they have some really great things. And the Lytera helps with like hyperpigmentation, Mm. which I got melasma after pregnancies. So like for for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's these really cute (laughs) dark patches. Sometimes on your mustache line. (laughs) Totally. Actually, thank God mine weren't there, but they were under the bags of my eyes, which is like equally as bad because I just looked even more tired than I was. Like you have the bag from the children and then your melasma. (laughs) And then the melasma bag also from children. Oh man. Really do a number on that. I know. So doing that and then sunscreen always, like even if I have a busy day and have no time to get ready in the morning, I always put on sunscreen. I really like the super goop glow Mm. screen. JJ Wilson says that's mm. his favorite sunscreen too. It's amazing. It's kind of like a light foundation and it's just glowy. Like it is glow screen. Well, do you wear, oh, maybe he didn't use that one. I think he uses the invisible one. I use a tinted one. Okay. And then I often won't do foundation. I'll just do like a little bit of concealer with the glow screen. And then there's actually a product from Fig. Um, It's Ven. It's the red oil. I love a face oil. I've heard it's really nice. The lifting, it's the lifting cream or serum is supposed to be like Botox in a bottle. Also love Botox. (laughs) (laughs) That too. Yeah. Uh, Who needs it in a cream when you can get the real deal? It's so true. And yeah, what else? There's a Zoe like face scrub that I'm obsessed Mm. with. That actually is like Botox in a jar, I would say. Oh, I need to get it. So yeah, I'd say that's like my skincare regimen for the most part. And then I do like different lasers and different treatments. I just did, I'm going to forget what it's called. It's like M-Sculpt, but on your face. Yes. 
which I love. And I saw you that, was it that day or the next day? And I was like, you look good. Like you were like, I haven't slept in like five days. And I was like, well, you look really good. And then you told me you got that on your face. And I was like, I need to get that on my face. Yeah, I really liked that for lifting and toning. And I've done like Thermage, um, which I think I had done that day also. Yeah, and you were Um, like, I found it like a little painful for me personally. And you said that it wasn't, you got it on your eyelids. Yeah, (laughs) I I did not find it painful. But I feel like after having birthing humans, yeah. I'm like, what? Although I did do micro needling once, and that to me was so painful. Oh, I've only ever done it with a numbing cream. Yeah, I think that was my problem is that my numbing cream had worn oh, off and I yeah. wanted to die. But yeah. Um, but, anyways, you take care of your skin. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm obsessed with skincare. That is definitely actually a self care thing for me. Like yes. that, like even if it's two minutes, like that's all it takes. It sounds like a lot of products, but yeah. it only takes me like two minutes to put them yeah. all on. And I feel like it's just like a really small micro habit that's part of my day, but that yeah. makes me feel like I'm you can, like, taking breathe. care of myself. I also love the new face that you gave yes. me. It's also um, I got that effect too, actually. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, I feel like when I use it regularly, I notice the difference for sure. Yeah, you were saying that. I feel like I need to get. I that haven't too. used it lately, so. Well, I haven't either. On it. I don't have one. <laughs> I need to get one. <laughs> well, you can borrow mine. Thank you. I'm gonna ask you just like a couple rapid fire from the audience. I've kind of woven okay. some in, Hopefully but I can rapid answer. <laughs> I know that's the hardest part. Okay, your top busy mom tips and tricks. Oh, God. Other um, than your nanny. <laughs> Let's be real. May, our nanny, is amazing. Yeah. She takes such good care of us. But that aside, I think just like the biggest thing, and it's, I feel like it's obvious, but I feel like when I'm with my kids, I really make sure that I'm super focused on them. Like my phone is away. I, it's often not even on me. It drives Adam crazy because he's like trying to call me when he's out and I'm with the kids and he can't reach me. But like giving them very undivided attention when I am with them, I feel like makes it better for everyone. Like they're getting their needs met. But also then when I am there, I feel great. I feel like we're having quality time. And then when I go to work, I also feel like I can focus that. So I really try and separate like work and home. Like I rarely, unless it's urgent, like time sensitive or like a one-off thing, I can't work around my kids. Like for me, it just doesn't work. And trying to do both at the same time is like a no-go. So does it ever like stress you out when you're at home and you like know things are happening? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you deal with that? You just let it go. I bury that shit really deep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, That's what wine is for. (laughs) Really healthy coping mechanism. No, I feel like I really just have to compartmentalize it. And I feel like it's something I've gotten better at where I just know that it's something I can't deal with at that moment. And like the reality is too, it's like, I'm not like a brain surgeon. I'm not saving people's lives. I take what I do extremely seriously and I take so much pride in my work. But I also know that like, if I don't respond to something over the course of three hours, like, no one's dying. Yeah, exactly. So trying to remind myself to have perspective. That's so true. Yeah. Other busy mom tricks is like involving your kids in your little day-to-day things. Like the girls and I, they come with me for my many petties and we all do that together. And it's super fun and it's quality time, but I'm also kind of checking something off my list or even going grocery shopping. Like 
it takes twice as long, but yeah. they love it. Or um, walk out a like, full Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday <laughs> activities, grocery shopping. Yeah. yeah. And like same with cooking, like they've started to help me cook and that's been really fun. And like when you have really little kids, that's less of an yeah. option. But Charlie's not peeling any vegetables for me at this point. <laughs> Maybe in a couple I got years. my kids a really good, I'll send you the link. It's an Amazon like kids safe cutting board, oh, peeler and plastic knives. I need that. And it actually can cut through like cucumbers and different things. So they peel the cucumbers oh with gosh. this. Like I would never trust them with actual yeah. knives. Like no. that would be. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> or an actual peeler. The horror story. Um, but yeah, and I feel like like even you and I try and do that as friends. It's yeah. like working out together means we're like, it's like the multitasking. It's like we're working out, but we're yeah. also like catching up. So yeah. the one thing we realized is we cannot catch up on play dates. No. <laughs> we try that is, yeah. for a couple of years. That is like good luck getting two words in yeah. edgewise. Yeah. Somebody always leaves crying and sometimes I <laughs> sometimes feel like it's, it's borderline us. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do you find inspiration for your design project? Mm, travel is a big one for sure. But obviously over the last few years with like COVID and children yeah. <laughs> traveling. <laughs> children is a big theme for us today. A little bit harder. I mean, I love Instagram and Pinterest for that. Um, I love magazines. I'm obsessed with coffee table books, as you know. Yeah. Do you have a favorite like no, right now? they're always... Or what's a favorite you've had in the past? I know um, you won't be able to pick one. Oh my gosh. I have a book by Clements Design mm. that I'm loving right now. I don't, is that's not the one I gave you. Gave you gave me the oh, I gave you disc interiors, interiors, which is that's, amazing. Yeah, it's stunning. Which is actually, it's so funny you gave me that at this particular point in my life because I feel like obviously I'm very unsophisticated compared to you when it comes to design, but I obviously would not say I love that it. And I obviously my taste has evolved over time. And like you gave me that book and I was like, well, this I mean, is thank my- God our ta- all of our thank taste God. evolves over time. Otherwise, People we'd be wearing photo some very questionable outfits right now. Our photo shoots from 10 years ago. We won't yeah. bring those up. Maybe I'll share some in honor <laughs> of the show. But yeah, you gave me discontinuers and I was like, this is like my exactly what I love right now. I knew you would love it. And I was like, we need to do another project together. Yeah. But I also love like, sometimes I buy old vintage, like architectural digest from mm. the eighties or nineties uh, or like Etsy or where do you buy Yeah. It? Like eBay. Yeah. And like, I've bought actually also a number of like vintage coffee table books, which I really like because I feel like yeah. with Pinterest and Instagram with all the algorithms, there's like a zeitgeist of photos and everyone is looking at like the same inspiration photos. And then I feel like everyone's projects and homes kind of end up looking sort of the same, which is, I don't know, I'm so big on each of our projects feeling individual to the clients and fresh and unique. And And they really do. Like I always say this too, but whenever you post a new project, I'm like, oh my God, what is this? And it's you. And it's like your design and every time there's something different and something unique and something cool. And like the vibe will be totally different. Like your Palm Beach project was like so different than your Toronto project. And you're so good. I feel like at bringing out the best in your client's taste and making it something super magical. Well, that's like the best compliment anyone could ever give. Uh, I feel like that's our job. It's not to impose my values and all of my design aesthetic onto them. It's to work with them to help define what their style is and then hopefully like elevate that or bring it to a place a little bit outside of their comfort zone. But yeah, that's what I find really exciting about my job. And so 
Yeah, I love looking at old stuff, even old, you know, I love old movies. Yeah. I've like, there's been old movies I've watched even on my laptop where I've like screenshotted scenes in different parts of films because I love the interiors or the fashion. Um, So I like looking to old things for fresh inspo as like weird as that sounds, but yeah. So for people who can't necessarily hire a designer, they Mm want to like refresh, let's like their living room or their bedroom. Are there ways in which you would recommend going about that to make something like really amazing without necessarily having access to someone like you or an interior designer or decorator? Yeah. I mean, this is not totally an answer to that question, but I do think that doing like a room at a time is a really nice way to tackle things and like actually finishing a space Yeah, versus like sprinkling things you know, doing one thing in the living room and one thing in the dining room. I feel like it's nice if you're working with a more limited budget to tackle a smaller space at the time and then you feel like you've really accomplished something. Yeah. Obviously. I have not done that. I feel like (laughs) I've sprinkled all over the house and I'm like, nothing is done (laughs) 10 years later. (laughs) It's the worst feeling. Yeah, it is. So I feel like that would be like a small tip. Another one would be, there's obviously so many resources out there now with the internet and social media, I am no longer on it, but there is a platform called The Expert, Mm. um, which I was on where you can basically hire a designer, including like world-renowned celebrity designers on this platform for an hour or 90-minute consult and just like pick their brain for ideas. Oh, that's cool. Um, So that's amazing. I loved doing it. It just, again, time. Yeah. It was like too crazy scheduling. One time again. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to go back to it, but I think that's an awesome resource. That's a good idea. And two, there's lots of designers out there who offer packages that, you know, for a flat fee, they can give you like a mood board and give you links to things. So I think that's another really great way to do it if you're not totally sure how to do it yourself. And then some stores now even offer like styling services and design services that are captured, you know, with your purchase. Okay, cool. I love that. So I always ask, what are you obsessed with and what makes you feel your best? Oh my God. Does this mean we're at the end yeah. of the interview? That went by it's so fast. Hour. I know. It's crazy. What makes me feel my best? Uh, sleep, yeah. for sure. <laughs> and I'd say laughter. I really feel like it's the best medicine and like being around friends that are funny. My kids who make me laugh, even like watching a funny show or listening to a funny podcast. I just feel like it totally... yeah. Yeah, it just makes you feel good. What am I obsessed with? I feel like so many things. Name uh, like five. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't have to be rapid um, fire. Well, like to my earlier thing, my kids belly laugh. They're yeah. in this potty humor phase right now, which... Mine too. <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe like Blippi's talking about potty humor <laughs> or something. Yeah, they're very into it right now. And hearing them like joke with each other and then both of them are laughing so hard. It just like makes all of the times when they're annoying <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally like fly out of my head. Yeah. What else am I? Okay, I'm obsessed with brow lamination. Yes. Talking about beauty. Talk I just started that. doing that and I feel like it's a game changer. I need to try it. I'd never had anyone like do anything with my eyebrows. I'd always just kind of like let them. I feel like you've always had great eyebrows. Do their thing. And then I started doing brow lamination, which is basically they just like chemically straighten your eyebrows right. and then they tint them, which sounds really weird. Yeah. But I feel like it makes them look so much like 
fluffier and thicker. And then I feel like it's like a facelift. Oh. It, like, they like brush up and it makes your face look like lifted and sculpted. So I mean, where do you go? Vancouver. I've been going to this girl in Richmond. Okay. It's called The Naked Art. She does it out of her house. She was doing it in Vancouver just when I found her. And then after the first session, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. <laughs> and she was like, and I'm moving to I'm Richmond. Moving. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to the to-do list. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm obsessed with that. I don't know. I'm obsessed with I feel with like you're obsessed with design fireplaces right now. Very obsessed with fireplaces, especially in blizzard season. I'm just always cold. Yeah. So I always want a fire. And Adam keeps being like, why do we need three fireplaces <laughs> in our new house? I'm, I'm like, obsessed if with I, your fireplace. <laughs> if I could have a fireplace in every single room, I would. Oh, it's the best. I would so sleep cozy. with a fireplace on. Oh, me too. That's like the ultimate. That's, you know how you have like your like vision of like, you've got it. Like you've, <laughs> you've made it when you've got thing. a fireplace in your yes. bedroom. For me. And also I think Adam would divorce me. <laughs> really? He Why? like permanently he's like- so hot. Yeah. He's like a heater. Yeah. And so like- I just said he's so hot. He's going to love that. He is such- He's, he's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. No, it, uh, yeah, it would not be for him. No, it's not for him. Yeah, I'm obsessed with fireplaces for sure. (laughs) On that note, what are you like working on? I know you're working on your house that you're most excited about Mm -hmm. right now. Your house. Yeah, my house is up there for sure. But we're also working on a new build that I'm really excited about that we've been working on for two years and probably have another two to go. It's a big one. So that's going to be really cool. We're working on a huge reno. We've probably got like 12 projects on the go right now. So yeah, excited to be honest about all of them. Amazing. It's hard to pick favorites. Yeah. Where can people find you and how do you want people to catch up with you? Um, Don't don't text. (laughs) Don't text her. Do not text. Yeah. We'll not include your phone number in the (laughs) show notes. Um, That's when you need like the Mike Jones phone number. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Instagram at Jillian Siegel Design is probably the best place to um, because our website's also undergoing a big update with like eight new projects being added. So I'm excited about that, but that'll probably be like mid-February. So Instagram's a good spot to see our work or see the rare sightings of my children. (laughs) (laughs) Or like get inspiration, like we were saying. Like you, you post so many different types of projects. And I think even just like a color that grabs you and Saving that to your inspo board. Like I do that all the time. Yeah, I love Instagram for inspo. The best. Thank you yeah. so much for Thanks coming. Thanks for having me. Today. This was so fun. This is the best. Thank you so much for listening today. You can find me on Instagram at Sophie C. Collins or on my website at sophiecollins.com. And you can find my brand One Wednesday at one underscore Wednesday underscore shop on Instagram or onewednesdayshop.com. If you liked today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, leave a rating and review. I hope you have an amazing day. Thanks to Podfather Creative for editing and production.